Hey y'all, and welcome to this very special series of the Get Up Girl podcast that we're calling The COVID Chronicles. We're taking a short little break from our interview style podcast routine to hopefully bring a fresh and encouraging perspective right in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic. And just to give you a little backstory as to why we're doing this, when COVID hit several weeks ago and the world shut down and everything seemed to go into chaos, I just personally felt this heaviness set in, and it was as if my mind just couldn't take in any more negative information. And I knew that there were different perspectives out there. I just had to go find them. And so I started looking to the women in my life, the women who always encourage me, who are full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, and just full of wisdom. And I wanted to talk to them. These women are, are moms and business owners and medical professionals and everything in between. And I wanted to know, how are they navigating this? What does their day-to-day look like? And so I decided to sit down and talk with them and learn from them, and thus the COVID Chronicles were born. So over the next couple weeks or several days, or I don't know how long this will go, but we're going to be releasing these short little chats with my friends. And man, I just, I always hope that you find encouragement here on the Get Up Girl podcast. And hey, if you don't, then you need to tell me because that means we're doing something wrong. But especially during this time of uncertainty where we're just getting hit with a lot of news. The statistics are changing every day and some days are better and some days are worse and we just don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. I pray that your heart finds encouragement through these women, through these women that are navigating this just like me and you, but are doing it through the lens of their faith. And so to kick this off, we're going to start with my dear friend, Miss Shara Dye. Shara and her husband, Tim, are the lead pastors of Freedom Church right here in Bossier City, Louisiana. I've known Shara and Tim for about three years now, and when I tell y'all they are the real deal, every time I'm in their presence, they speak life into me, they encourage my heart, they lift up my spirit, they are incredible, truly a power couple, and you're going to hear from Shara today, and I believe that your heart will feel encouraged from her. And y'all stay tuned. We're going to be releasing several more episodes over the next few days, but uh, we're going to kick it off with Miss Shara. And I hope, I hope, I hope that after you hear her words that she has to say, um, that you feel lighter, that you feel encouraged, and you also are full of faith. All right, y'all. Enjoy. Well, hey, girl, welcome to this week's episode of Get Up Girl, a podcast inspired by women of all cultures and backgrounds who have been toe-to-toe in the ring of discouragement, disappointment, defeat, and how they got back up to fight. Each episode, we'll be discussing, well, all the things. Marriage, business, parenting, racial divides, grief, loss, and everything in between. We believe that you will be encouraged by these women through their stories. So come on, girl, it's time to get up. Well, hey, Shara, how's it going? Hey, Leanne, how are you? Oh, girl, I'm good. Just hanging in there, you know. How you do? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Doesn't it make things better when you use funny voices? It's like, you know, I'm still a normal human being and can be funny and not take everything so seriously. Right. Well, you have to. We need more of that. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I think we do. We do have to do that right now, for sure. Yeah. Well, so I wanted to have you on the podcast today because, um, yes. number one, because you're amazing. Also, stop. <laughs> you stop, but don't stop. But okay, thanks. <laughs> um, because okay, you and your husband 
our lead mm-hmm. pastors of a church here in town, of Freedom Church over in Bossier City. And yeah. so I've, just to give a little backstory, I've known, well, I've known you and Tim for what, two, going on three years? Yes, three. Can oh. you believe it? Remember the day we met? I so do great. remember the day we met. You which complimented is... my glasses. <laughs> I was like, she noticed me. <laughs> I loved those glasses. So good. It was so good. Um, and then we quickly became kindred spirits. But, um, and so we're the same. we yes. are the same. Um, but you and your husband, Tim, so y'all are the mm-hmm. lead pastors of Freedom Church here in town. And I just, I know y'all, I know y'all's hearts and um, I just love y'all to death. And so I wanted to have you on the podcast. I'm doing a couple of uh, little like mini interviews yeah, and just kind of getting different perspectives. Cause I know this time is scary for a lot mm. of people. There's mm-hmm. a lot of unknown, there's a lot of intimidation and fear and just, uh, just a ton of stuff going on. And so I wanted to get different perspectives from pastors and medical professionals, um, mothers that are now having to homeschool and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, everybody's taking on new jobs right now. They gosh, have no idea. I know. Um, but just to get a fresh and encouraging perspective. So I just wanted to have you on so you could kind of talk about what this season with COVID has been like while running a church and how y'all have been yes. navigating that. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, it has been, um, it's, I would, First of all, I just want to preface this to your listeners that uh, I don't um, typically I don't believe I fit the mold of pastor's wife or pastor at all. In <laughs> fact, I still kind of pinch myself like, is this what I do? Because I was in accounting for a really long time. How did this happen? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't uh, and that's just the Lord has, has used that in my life. That I, I lead from a very vulnerable, raw place. Um, I don't sugarcoat. And so I might want to do that here because one thing I've, and I said this earlier to someone I was speaking to, that this right now, this COVID outbreak, it's literally something that's affecting the entire planet. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely say that aside from maybe in my lifetime, I'm 42 years old, uh, maybe 9-11, that affected a lot of people because there was a global crisis going on then. Um, but it was kind of more centralized because it was, you know, a terrorist attacking a certain place. But right. this is even more than that. This is literally affecting, if there's a human being on this earth of sound mind, then they know that we're all dealing with this pandemic together. Yeah. And so uh, that's been one thing, just the whole, it's a global crisis. So when you kind of think about, you're like mind blown, right? Um, so it's not like it's just affecting our region or our state or even our country. It's affecting the entire world. So there's one thing I would say about that is just that there's there's a, a sort of comfort in that, knowing that we're not alone. Yeah. But also just the gravity of it all can be very overwhelming. Um, and so, you know, like most people, for myself personally, I had to come to terms with that. Um, so the first week that all this began happening, more so on our soil, if you will, when I began to hear about the cases in the United States and and in Louisiana and even in our area, it started to become very real. And um, and I went through probably about a week of just kind of panicky feeling mm-hmm. like because obviously, I mean, who I've never experienced this. Neither have you. I mean, um, no one. I, my grandparents are their 80s and I don't think they've ever gone in, through anything like this kind of thing. And so nobody could relate or say, yeah, I've, I've had this happen. Or I've done this before. This is what you do. And so approaching that from a what do we do standpoint kind of became the first 
thing we had to tackle. What do we do? Yeah. And so the first thing we did, which was what many churches did, almost all of them, um, was to say, we're going to stop having services. Mm. Um, because, you know, of course they were they're issuing the orders. And the first week they did, so it was like less than, if you were less than 250 people, you can meet. And we fit that, which I remember thinking, well, golly, we're like perfectly right underneath that. You know, <laughs> we average about probably between kids and students and adults on Sundays, we average about 180. Yeah. Um, and so we fit that. I was like, well, we're going to have church now. Of course it was much different and we only got to do that for one week. And I'll be honest with you. Um, it was easier to not have church because even doing it that one week with all the kind of safety practices, Lysol, it was a lot. Yeah. And I told, I told Tim, I said, I don't, I don't want to do that every week. That's not, it's not enjoyable. And so then we had to go from that immediately to moving into online church, which we have, um, we've, we've been doing online for a time. We do Facebook live every Sunday. So people that mm-hmm. aren't able to make it to church can, can view the message, but now we're doing, you know, the full on, um, you know, music and, um, message and we praise God someone um graciously donated um the funds to purchase a new online streaming platform and so oh, wow we were, yeah we were able to get that which is That's great incredible. yeah and there's so much out there right now I don't know if, if anybody listening to this um is, is a small church you can make it happen I promise you um <laughs> you can do it and, and yeah it may not look like one of the you know, Elevation or Bethel or whoever, but that's okay. Cause you know, um, that's one thing I've learned in the season too, is that God can do a lot with just a little bread and oil yeah. uh, or a little flour and oil. And he keeps reminding me of that. Just like, you know, you have flour and oil and it's not going to run out. And I promise that you're going to have enough to make it, make a loaf of bread for that day, mm. um, whatever that is. And so, yeah, yeah navigating true. that and just doing the services has been, it's been challenging cause nothing like talking into a camera to people, but not getting any reaction. It's like, hi, right. how are y'all doing there? No one responds. Right. <laughs> like, um, I hope you're having a great day. No one's there. Um, and so it has helped having um, people are uh, responding on the live feeds and they're talking back. And, and uh, that's been kind of cool to see. We had, I think this past weekend was Easter. Uh-huh. I think over, over 500 people commented um, not all 500. There were some of the same people, but we had over yeah. 500 comments on our feed and, and on a normal Sunday meeting in house, we'd have about 10 or so maybe that comment on a few. Wow. So it's, it's different, but it's also kind of cool too. So yeah, yeah but that's been and kind of that. What, of what was, so, okay. So walk me through Easter because I know for churches, Easter is like the <laughs> biggest day of the year. <laughs> Um, I'm not a, yeah, Easter's like, I don't know what you, the Christmas of Christian holiday. Right. <laughs> I think it's bigger than Christmas. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, in yeah. such an important, obviously the, the message around Easter, I mean, is, is the reason behind Everything. why we believe and in, 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 <laughs> do what we do. So um, Everything hinges on the resurrection of Christ. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, and, and also I want to just re like circle back real quick. You and your yeah. husband, Tim, so Tim is the the lead uh, preacher and yes. pastor, and yes. you're his wife. So you're the whatever. Um, I say you're both the lead pastors. That's I know, what I believe. I know. That's you know. You, if everybody wants to know who started the who started the. <laughs> that was me. That was I take care. That would be you. Thank you for that. Your readers or your listeners can, we talk about that in another another podcast. Yes. But also you and Tim do the worship for your church. 
right? <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> so we are. Uh, I don't want to say um, we do. Yeah, not all of it. Obviously, we have a band. And yeah. they're incredible. We have about. Yeah. I think on a no- normally when we're running full capacity, I think we have about thirteen or fourteen musicians, singers. Um, we've actually grown a lot lately, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many talented people. But uh, yeah, we do. We we're the main worship leaders, and then the ones that also Tim preaches every week. I I do more of teaching style, I'm kind of more teacher than so to speak preacher. Yeah. But uh, I love teaching just the word and getting in the word. But um, he definitely is the one carrying that load of of all of it. Yeah. And so yeah, we do we do kind of a little bit of everything. Um, and you know, God's just graced graced us with just the ability to do that. And, you sure. know, of course, we have lots of help, lots of help. Yeah. Lots of people that help us. So we're not alone. Oh, yeah. But. So, I mean, and that's a lot, like you said, that's that's a big load to carry, even when you have your full band and you have your people who are in-house oh, yeah. and doing all yeah. that. So kind of walk me through Easter with, like you said, talking <laughs> into a camera and nobody responds and you and Tim are, you know, not only like running this church, but then you got to figure out the worship and then, okay, we're put down, you know, the guitar and now we're going to preach a message and then... So yeah. what what was all that like for Easter this year? Well, I'm going to I'm going to actually tell you just a smidgen of backstory about Easter. The Lord had already been kind of pointing some things out to me about Easter cuz I do a lot of the backdoor stuff at Freedom. So I I do a lot of the communications and you know just kind of the everyday um operational stuff that goes on mm-hmm. um so the stuff that's not seen you know that the people don't realize you know there's a lot of things that are similar to what running a business can be like you've got to pay bills you've got to take yeah. care of things you got to make sure that that all the you know the place is clean the yards mode and all that so i kind of do a lot of the operational things but yeah the lord has been already kind of pointing out to me that we do put a lot of the churches christianity uh evangelicals put a lot of of stock into easter services and um, I've, I've begun to feel like it was starting to become a little bit more about the service and the actual message. Mm-hmm. And so he had been kind of convicting me and, and saying, you know, you don't have to go to these great lengths to promote Easter anymore. You know, like, you're, of course, you're going to talk about it. and You're going to celebrate it because we celebrate what Jesus did on the cross and, 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 and that he rose from the grave. That's a cool thing. And I love Easter. I love I love everything about it. I love the weeks leading up to it. I love Passover. I taught on Passover uh, last week. It was amazing. So I love all of it, this this time of year that surrounds it. Yeah. But I believe that we've kind of made um, uh, an idol out of the service part. And I think what the Lord did or is doing, at least I'll just, I'll say it for ourselves, that he stripped us of that idol. Yeah. And so that that had to be stripped away because it is not the same. And and for us too, you know, I mean, like many churches, we do planning center. We we do all the things that kind of get each week get ready um, to to all the volunteers, making sure they're they're on for the welcome team. And so we had none of that. And so that was very strange because I haven't told Tim. I think it was I don't know a couple of days before Friday, maybe Thursday. I said it does not feel like Easter, yeah. Because normally this time of year we are, I mean, we are going a hundred miles an hour. And we are working our tails off because we do like we'll do use that kind of this time of year to like do landscaping projects or kind of maybe a few building um, improvements and we'll make some new signage. It just kind of it's just a fun time to freshen things up. And, and so we'll be going so hard um, the, the several weeks before Easter. And by the time Sunday's over, we're like, oh, you know, after mm-hmm. the Easter. I mean, we're in a happy place. We're so thankful. It's so good. But 
usually we're wore out because you yeah. know you add more songs you know all of that so this year here we have we've been actually doing worship just the two of us me him a guitar and a tambourine which tried tambourining with no drummer that's not the same <laughs> but um, I, I was like okay girl you don't have to do all the rhythm section here but um it was yeah uh, so this time we invited um our drummer and a keyboard player to come play with us so we maintained social distance we did all those things and um, but we didn't really have, I guess, the normal plan. It was kind of the same. We had the announcements and a few things we announced. Of course, you know, we don't have any, normally we would use Easter as a, a launching point for like some, you know, maybe a, a, I don't know, a fundraising thing for camp for students or, you know, I think last year we raised money for new chairs for our classrooms. And so, you know, just always kind of like a thing where you have everybody here at the same time and you can all kind of give them this, hey, we're going to do this for the next few months leading up to summer. And then poof, nothing. And so all of that got stripped away. All of that was um, just different. But the kind of the thing that really remained was the resurrection power. Mm -hmm. And so even though I mean, and you'd have to listen to Tim's message. He preached on Thomas, um, and and I think it was uh, John um, about how Thomas said when Jesus was resurrected, they were telling him, "Hey, he's 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 been resurrected." He was like, "Well, I need to see him. I'm going to need to see the holes." And he, he and when he appeared to them, he said, "Go ahead and, and feel. Put your hand on it. Put yeah. your finger in it." And I just think that like the proof of the resurrection, because it, right at the end of that passage, it says, "And those who." Um, don't see and believe are blessed. Mm. And I really think it came down to, we cannot see him, but we believe and we could not do Easter, but we, or the service that we're normally used to, but we believe. And I think that's what kind of came through and just being tethered to that promise, tethered to that faith is really what's carrying us through this whole entire time. Yeah. Um, And so just remembering that it's always, salvation it's always the resurrection power that is is what we're grasping a hold of because that same power lives in us um and so just to be reminded of that um yes we we did worship it was so it's so different when (laughs) you're singing to an empty room and so uh yes you're leading and you're leading in a different place you don't know if people are singing in their living rooms or staring at you right and so you got to get that out of your head and then um you just have to be real and, and 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 thankfully, we very early on in this, we said, you know what, we're not going to force being what we were because this isn't the same. So sometimes even every week I say, how awkward is this, guys? Because it's awkward. <laughs> like, it's awkward for them. It's awkward for me. I'm not going to sit there and pretend this isn't weird. Yeah. Um, it is. And this is the fourth week we've done it. And for some, it was the fifth week. You know, I think you guys started that first week. Y'all have uh-huh. more people and yeah. um, y'all didn't have church on the 15th. And, and, and so y'all, y'all have gone five weeks and it seems like, it seems like yesterday, but then it seems like five years ago. So it's, it, it was different, but it was still blessed. Yeah. So that's yeah. amazing. And, and I think yeah. that's, um, I don't know. I just kind of have a feeling like what you said, uh, you know, with preaching to an empty room or leading worship mm-hmm. to an empty room. I mean, you know, obviously you can you can worship on your face in your living room by yourself. You know, oh, yeah. we should. I mean, the presence I of really God. I really think we should. Yeah, is is everywhere. But um, just there is also something really special about just corporate worship when you're just worshiping together oh. as the body. And yeah. so corporate's I, gonna be heaven. That's gonna be all heaven. Corporate yeah. Worship. I <laughs> Um, and, but, I, but I think you're right. Like this, I think this is a, a very unique time for the church to kind of be like, who are we doing this for? 
are, are we leading worship for people? Because that's not, they right. ain't here right now <laughs> in not. this room. So like, and too, kind of a good check. Yeah. yeah. It is a check. It is a check. And I'll tell you, um, this is a time for, the, and, and this is the Israelites when the Passover, um, when they were instructed on what to do uh, during the first Passover in Exodus, they were supposed to be, it says, stay in your homes. And the and it said, you know, put the blood on the doorpost. But this is a time for us to learn how to be church in our home. Yeah. Whether you live alone, whether you have a family, whether you're married, whether you live with, with your parents, you know, whatever your situation may be. This is God saying, you need to first know me in your, in your own place, in your secret place, in your prayer closet. And what, you know, whether that's facetious, you know, your prayer closet could be your, you know, bathroom, it could be your actual closet, it could be your bedroom, yeah. whatever. Yeah. We need to learn to, to learn, to, to know the Lord in that place. And so, and, and really, I think it's a learning how to stand on our own feet um, because we cannot lean all of our spiritual neediness or whatever onto our churches mm. or our pastors because we collectively make up the church. Yeah. And so that's one thing I've, I've, we've been doing is we're actually learning, I think, to be the real church. And the real church supports one another. It helps each other out. It takes care of um, needs when they arise. We've, I'm sure just like us, y'all have had needs. But we've had people that we've had a few people that have tested positive for COVID. Um, we've mm-hmm. provided meal trains for them. We've had a people that were sick with not without COVID and still provided meals. Like, yeah. uh, we've had people that needed a little bit of money. So we, you know, we said, here's some grocery money. We've supported some local organizations. Um, and we did some, uh, some drives for food and, and water. And we have a food pantry in our church that provides food. And, and so we're just, we're being, we're, I think we're learning and being stretched, but I think this is a time to, we, the things that we're learning now need to still be carried through after this is over. Yeah. Um, like that, that sharing of things and, and just really the stripping back of the things that really weren't unimportant. I'm not saying all meeting corporately as a church is important. Um, but I think that stripping away some of the, I don't know, just, I don't know. It just, there's just some things that I think need to stake on Yeah. and, you know, maybe just the, the trying so hard, um, and the striving to grow, grow, grow. And it's like, you know, we're watching our church grow right now. We're not even doing anything. Nothing. Yeah. We have people joining our community group on Facebook. We have people filling out online connect cards. I'm talking to people. I've never met them in person, but somehow I feel like I know them. And it's crazy. Yeah. So God's doing that because we're not out there advertising anything. We're just, I don't know. We're just following him, being led yeah. by him. So it's pretty incredible. Yeah, y'all are just, we just out here. <laughs> that's how I feel that's how everyone, I'm like, hey, I'm just out here. I don't know. I don't know, what's, I know what we're I, doing, I, but. I don't know what to say. I, I did tell someone earlier too. I keep telling you this, referencing this phone call I had before I talked, I'm talking to you, but you know, God, God instructs us in scripture. He says, you know, worry about today only. And you know, you and I are a lot alike because we're planners. We love, we're Enneagram oh, ones yeah, for girl. those of you listening. We are Monica from friends. Yeah. Monica Geller. Yeah. We are those, we are those <laughs> girls. And so, um, I've had to kind of throw that out the window. Mm. Um, cause it just, nothing really applies normally. And, you know, I haven't touched my planner. I'm like, okay, Lord, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, what do you have for me today? And I don't have anything. I can't do anything really. Um, and so sometimes it's just checking on people. Sometimes it's making phone calls, praying over people, um, it's organizing a meal train. Uh, the Lord showed me a couple weeks ago cause I felt like I wasn't doing enough. And this is a big thing for, 
pastors because we feel like we have to do so much. Mm. And, you know, if we're not out there like going to visit in the hospitals, then do it. we can't do any of that right now. We cannot literally, they won't let us in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and so I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, God, just point me to where you want me to go. And some days it's just, Hey, I just want you to rest. I want you to just be at peace with me. Wow. Yeah. And that's, and that's very hard because I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not doing anything. That's, right. that's not enough. That's not good enough. But it's like, it is. And then he told me, um, I guess about a week ago, he said, well, who do you think's going to be the coordinator of all this, if not you? So mm-hmm. what, cause you know, I've got, well, I should be on the front lines. I should be out there hating food out. I should be out there, you know, uh, praying over cars and car, like, cause you know, there's all the churches doing all these different things. And I think we're supposed to do drive in church. We should do that. We should get an FM state. Like, yeah, my mind goes off into this. We're not doing enough. And he's like, why? I didn't call you to, to do what they're doing. Yeah. I didn't call you to do it that person or what she's doing you need to be here it's okay if you're sitting behind a computer and you're coordinating efforts and you're sending money to this person or that person or whatever who else is going to do that right like that's what I gifted you to do and so I'm like well thank you God even though I feel like I'm kind of being I don't know hiding but he's like that's what they told you to do they told you to stay home (laughs) it's like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing it's okay yeah it's just that's that's the part I have a hard time because when you're busy all the time and when you're always going and running around and meeting with people and and then all that's stripped away and you're like where's my identity well my identity is in him it's not in the things I do yeah and that's that's a lesson right there (laughs) that'll that'll preach right there yes sir yes it is it's a daily thing for me I can't I can't say, oh, well, you rocked it yesterday. You know, you shouldn't feel this way today. Or, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's daily. It's a daily walk. And it's if anything's reminding me to be more daily with the Lord, it's this. Yeah. Because normally I'm always like, six months from now, <laughs> you know. And now I don't even open my planner. I haven't opened it in a month, literally. I uh, know. How, what, what a strange feeling for us Enneagram ones. <laughs> Um, okay. So what, what do you think this means? So when we come out on the other side of this, because we will, this, this will end and, and we know, you know, yeah. you and I know, and, and the body knows that God, yeah. this, none of this came as a shock to God. He, and he's no. got his hand no. over all of it. So when we do yes. come on the other side of this pandemic, what do you think this is? What do you think the church is going to look like on the other mm-hmm. side of this? Well, first of all, if we try to go back then, I mean, the Bible says those who put their hand to the plow and look back aren't fit for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite scriptures because I always, I always tell people like, you know, don't, don't keep focusing on what's behind. Yeah. Forge ahead. Keep forging ahead because you can't change anything behind you. You can't do a thing about it except for learn from it. You can be wise. And of course you need to learn from things in the past, but hopefully when we come out of this, and again, I can't predict this, but I have thought about it. I've thought about it quite a lot, actually. Because I think, you know, my, my biggest fear is, well, people only want to sit at home and do church now because yeah. well, I just got used to, I mean, that's really a legitimate fear of mine is, is that no one will want to come back to church because they, well, I could just have church at home. It's so much nicer. I can stay in my jammies and drink coffee. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll be going up to people's doors and be like, you need to come home. We, we have a church in an hour. Get dressed. B- bus is leaving dressed, in 30 put minutes. Your, put your bra on. All right. <laughs> like seriously. Uh, Cause I know how you women are out there like feeling free. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, it's it's that's a fear of mine. But I think that I really think that people do long for community, and I think they long for human interaction. 
I think it'll be at first it'll be awkward because it was awkward the other day when I finally was around two people that I hadn't been, I've only been around my husband and my daughter for a month. Yeah. So when I saw two other humans in the same room, I was like, (gasps) you know, (laughs) it was just like, who are you? Why are you here? Right. (laughs) Um, So I think it'll be awkward at first and people will be a little afraid. um, And that'll be just something we'll have to navigate. But I think that we'll have a greater appreciation for who we are as a church. Mm. Um, I don't want it to go again. It's like, well, how is it going to look different? I mean, a service is a service. I mean, you, you start at a certain time. You usually sing songs. We're pretty flexible of freedom. If, if any freedom people listen to this, they know that we're, we sometimes we throw out the plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll throw the, we'll throw the planning center agenda out the window. <laughs> we won't do announcements or we'll just pray the whole time or we'll worship. We yeah. just let the spirit of God lead. Um, I love that. But generally speaking, it's worship, prayer, you know, message, dismiss. You know, I don't foresee the model changing. What I think is going to be more is we're going to be more than just the hour and a half on Sunday mornings. Mm. Um, and that's what we're learning right now. We're le- There's 167 hours of the week between services. So from the time you end at noon on Sunday to the next time you meet together on Sunday, you know, I'm not counting groups or midweek services, but 167 hours. So those, what, what are we doing with those hours? Yeah. Um, because, you know, we keep seeing these, well, the church isn't in a building, you know, the church without walls and all that's great when you're like powering the troops up to get through like a hard time like this. But what, what happens when it's over? Are we all going to be like, Oh, you know, we're going back to church. Rah, rah. Right. You know, I foresee it being different. I hope people will be more committed. Um, I hope they see the need for commitment and maybe even as a whole, putting it more on the front burner than the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we are believers in Jesus, I'm not saying you have to like sell yourself out to the church. Cause I think a lot of us have done, I grew up, you know, every time the ch- church doors opened, we were there. Right. And there's comes a point where like it becomes more of a job than it becomes a mission and a calling. So I don't want to see that happen, and I never want that. But I hope that people will prioritize it a little bit better and see the importance of it because right now people are leaning on the church. They're leaning on their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and they're um, and and we need each other because that's this is this is what we do. This is how we're supposed to get through life, and yeah. and uh, we're a family, a, a kingdom family. And I think the other thing too is I love seeing that that more of these uh, bridges are being forged between churches and even denominations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hope to see more unity come from uh, less competitive, more unity, which we've been seeing, you know, you guys, Destiny and Philip are pff, amazing. They, yeah. Uh, the very beginning of all this, Destiny was sharing um, uh, some of the things that you guys were putting out materials and just helping us, which was tremendous. So, you know, it was such a great thing to know we had support um, and just just knowing camaraderie. Yeah. And so hopefully more unity, more importance, and just seeing more of that middle between Sunday mornings is celebration time. It's celebrating together. We to yeah. come together and celebrate. It's not the end all be all for who we are as believers. So right. that's all. I think hopefully. Yeah. No, and yes, I, I hope the end is sooner than when it started. So I hope we're closer to the end of this than we yeah. were <laughs> a month ago. Yes, definitely. But no, I think that's sure. great. And I, and I agree with you. I, I think, I think the church body just as a whole, um, this is my, my, what I'm standing on anyway. I, I just think we're going to come out on the other side of this and the church is just going to explode like I, I think we're going to be stronger and like you said just more unity I think so too. Yeah. um which yeah. is exciting I, I I don't know I'm excited 
It is. It is. Uh, we've been praying. I mean, there's been a global movement. If you pay, if you're in any kind of capacity paying attention to what, if you got your ear to the ground in the church world, um, there's a movement going. There was a movement happening before this, this started. I mean, even the very first couple of weeks, this all began as far as the United States goes. Did you you know, remember all these prophetic songs that begin to come out like graves and gardens and the blessing. Mm-hmm. And, um, those are some of the big ones that are out, uh, elevation and, um, Carrie Jove and Cody Carnes with, Oh, there's a song called let the light in. Oh, Cody Carnes, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, we, we, we made a whole prophetic set list, um, on a, or a playlist on Spotify, a few playlists actually. And some of the songs that came out like midnight by Rita Springer, like, you can't tell me the Lord was like, oh, there's a rumble in the jungle. Yeah. You know? And so this was already happening. And, and I don't think that the Lord would be like, <clears throat> like all this kind of leading up. Because we were feeling in our church, our, our services were fire. Yeah. And then it's like, all of a sudden gone. Like, I don't think he's like, well, you're going to have to rebuild that fire up. No, I think the fire. See, what people don't understand about a fire is the hottest part is underneath the ash. So the yeah. fire is blazing, but the hottest part's the center and the core. Have you ever had a fire go out? You're camping, and the next morning you, you take your stick and you kind of move the ashes around, and there's hot, burning embers underneath. Yeah. All you have to do is put a little wood on that, and you can start your fire right back up. And yeah. so I don't think that we're losing the flame of what God had started. I think it might feel different right now because we're not together. We're not hearing the, you know, the shouts and the praise and all that mm. in the assembly of the church. But what he's doing is he's strengthening us because what I'm seeing a lot of people doing is pastoring each other. Like yeah. we're all helping like because as pastors, you can feel like a lot of times like, oh, this is hard. Like all y'all coming at me today. you know. <laughs> but now everyone's participating because yeah. past all pastoring is, is is just encouraging and praying and loving and providing spiritual insight and counsel. It's not like it's not a title. Yeah, you know, and, and you know that because when people call me Pastor Cher, I'm like, er, what? Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, you, okay. you started that. Right? I know. <laughs> I was going to blame you forever and ever, but uh, it's a good thing. I love what we do. I, it's an honor to do this. It's it's, um, but you know, and it, it's it's an honor. But I we we have you know we're struggling too, just like everyone else right now, figuring this out. Yeah. So it's nice to know we're not alone, and we've had to lean on people and. I've cried, I think, every day since this started, pretty much. In fact, if I don't cry, I'm like, I should have cried today. What happened? (laughs) You know? Um, Okay. Well, so I want to talk about this because you and I have talked about this just in the past, but um, Mm -hmm. especially with all this going on, I know that you have have really battled just personally your own anxiety with this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So what what have you been learning about yourself through this pandemic? Well, I'm glad you said that because the crying was a perfect segue. Like, why do you cry every day, Shara? <laughs> well, um, for me, that's the way I release things. Yeah, is I don't, I don't let it just sit inside of me. Um, and so I just, and that comes with a lot of. I've gone to counseling pretty much my whole life. Comes a lot with just learning who you are, mm-hmm. and everyone has their release. A lot of people release things. They they'll do it maybe out of they'll do. Uh, like their body may try to release it. Like that's the physical anxiety things you have. And then um, some people release it in anger, fear, you know, whatever. Everybody has an emotion or feeling. It's it's something has caused you to feel that way. Yeah. And you express it in some which way. So my way is always kind of just having that release of just crying out before the Lord and saying, I'm scared or I'm afraid. 
or I'm anxious. I just confess it. Sometimes it's to Tim. Sometimes it's to my counselor. Sometimes it's just to the Lord. But I never hold anything in um, or try not to. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledge my feelings. And I, and I don't feel guilty about it because it's okay to feel. God created us to feel. And the thing is, is what we do with it. Do we keep feeling that way? Do we like revel in the feeling? Do we stay there? No. The, the, the idea is to feel it, get it out, and to move move on. And um, so, yeah, anxiety for me has been, you know, like I said, that first week was rough. Yeah. Um, I went, I, the probably the hardest, I also went through a whole lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of repenting because it was like instantly God showed me a bunch of things that I had to, to like, lay down, um, vanity, um, Mm. just, just all kinds of little, even be honest with you about to step on a toe right here with you, but target had become a God for me. Like, Oh, I'm going to go to target. That was my place to go. So that sounds stupid. Like, what are you trying to step on my target toes? Well, I am (laughs) ladies, because you know, how many times did I walk into target trying to fill a void? Right. Like, Oh, I'm gonna go buy some things and feel better. Uh And and then I, you know, quickly realized because, you know, of course, like most people, I'm sure, you know, at the very beginning, it was like everyone's losing their jobs. You know, all these bad things are going to happen. Nobody knew. Yeah. And so I really thought, well, golly, our, our our paycheck, if you will, or our provision comes through donations that are given to what's going to happen if all that stops. Like I went down those roads. Right. Um, but the thing is, as I quickly reminded myself, hold on, hold on, hold on, break. That's not what you need to do right now. Um, but I had, I had, you know, I felt it, I had it, um, but I didn't stay there. And so I, I was able to kind of work it out. I've journaled. I talked to the Lord. I talked to Tim and, and then I just kind of got some perspective. I was like, hold up, let's say worst case scenario did happen. Yeah. Would you, would you still survive? Well, yeah. His, his word promises me that he will provide for me. Yeah. And he's never in my, all my 42 years, not done it. What makes me think a pandemic is going to make that Right. It's going to change yes. that. Thank you. So, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I felt my feelings and then I said, hold up. Let's, and that's when it's good to look back at what the Lord said. Same with the reason they do the Passover now, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Jew, Jews and Hebrews, they, they remember that because God rescued them. He's a rescuer. And yeah. I said this the other day to someone or something, Facebook, maybe. And I said, God's still going to rescue us y'all. He's in the business. He is a rescuer. Mm-hmm. He's a defender. He's a rescuer. He's a warrior. He's the one doing the work for us. We just need to trust and put our faith in him. And so, and and, and that could be easier said than done. But again, I felt my feelings. I still have them every day. They're not as profound as they were at the beginning of all this. Um, but, you know, I've come to a better place with him because I'm just relying on him. Yeah. And hopefully this is strengthening me. This is that maturing, uh, perseverance and maturing that the Bible talks about yes. in James. You know, trials <laughs> produce what? Endurance, perseverance. Yes. Um, this is what this is, you guys. It's all about building your, your faith muscles. Yeah. And so don't sit around idle, you know, letting your muscles weaken, strengthen them and get up there and do some whatever, yeah. some bicep pull-ups with your Bible. <laughs> Your worship yeah. music, your Bible, whatever. No, that's it's been a good so time true. With the Lord. That's yeah, and that's great. And you know, I, I, I love what you said about God being faithful. I mean, He's been, He's been faithful, like you said, for forty-two years. Why sure. would all of a sudden He not be? And, and I think that's uh, for believers, especially. That's so important because it can be. I mean, the media, 
you know, and oh. all, all that. Gosh, don't get me started. But that's another thing. I had to get <laughs> off the news. Yeah. I check it um, once or twice a day now. And that's kind of the extent of it. And that kind of gives me a little bit of perspective, too. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you think about population wise, how many people are in the world, America, Louisiana, and even this area, you know, the number of cases per the number of people in the area is, you know, I right. mean, it's, it's, so that kind of helps me kind of go, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then hearing the re- stories of recovery. Yeah. I mean, we've had three or four, three people in our church that are part of our church get COVID and they're. Um, two have recovered and one was an 80 year old woman. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right there, one of the vulnerable recovering Yeah, and one of them is, is feeling better. They're still, they're still battling, but they're feeling better. And, you know, we're just tracking, um, tracking people and, and praying and, and saying, okay, God, you know, and so that all, you got to put things in perspective. You got to stay off the, the channels and you got to unfollow the unfollow buttons. My best friend. So if, if I'm not liking your posts right now, I'll probably unfollow you. I'm sorry. love you, but I'll, I'll start, I'll follow you again after this is over. But yeah. you just have to watch what you take in. Yes. And so if you take That's in true. nothing but fear things and projections on it, you are going to feel it. You're going to notice it. Mm-hmm. And so, but when you put in worship and the word of God, like I have found so much solace in God's word, even just opening it and reading it, no matter what, just read something. Yeah. And you'll immediately go, wait a second, this is hold up, <laughs> you know, look yeah. what he's done for his people. Look what he says about his just, oh, he's, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that right there settles my spirit. And that's where I go when I'm feeling, feeling it. And then I just, like I said, the content, social media can be a, a devil. Yeah. It's bad. It, yeah. Bad news if you're not careful with it. V- yes, very much so. And yeah. And I love that. And I'm so glad, um, I knew there were a couple of people in your, in your church, um, yeah. who had been diagnosed, but I'm, I'm so glad to hear that they've all recovered. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing. And, you know, I think that we're going to keep hearing stories like that. And, yeah. um, and yeah. so that's, that's where I've been with that, you know, definitely. And, and I think, yeah, you know, I can't take on every case of the world. <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> um, and, and I think, and I was telling, I have a little small group. Um, I have like six or seven high school girls in a small group that I lead. And, you know, when all this first happened, of course they've, you know, their schools shut down and everything Mm. like that. But, you know, I was telling them, uh, we did a zoom call the other day and they were all, you know, like, this is getting worse. And, you know, this and that. And I was like, Hey, I said, y'all have to understand that you are getting a front row seat to how the world responds. Like you're watching it. So take good notes. You know, it's Ugh. fear and hysteria and that's right. And just mass destruction. And I said, but we as believers have such a unique role in this because I said, you could talk to somebody from your school and they can yeah. say, Hey, why are you so calm? Like, right. wh- what do you have? You know, and you're right. And I just tried to encourage them with that. And I was like, don't, don't give in to how the world is responding because this, this is how the world operates. So take a good yes. hard look <laughs> and, and, you're right. That's really good. That's profound. Cause uh, learning that lesson younger, had I learned it, you know, a little younger, um, I think I might be in a different place now, you know, strength wise, mm-hmm. um, you know, because oh, honestly, <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out because it really is. If you look at, 
you know, just social media, the media, whatever. I mean, they have a whole thing where they said if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, every news broadcast, the six o'clock news, 10 o'clock news always comes leading with a horror story. Right. And and so, I mean, right there should tell you that they're in the business of reporting the worst things. Um, and even before this happened, they were doing that. And that's I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to be poor on the media right now. There are people too, but just saying like, yeah. that's what they do. They, they, they harbor on the thing that's going to get them the clicks, the likes, the, the stories. Um, and, you know, and so you just got to take into consideration that that's their job. And our job is to promote the other, the opposite of what they're promoting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we promote peace. Yes. And the peace that passes all understanding. Like, what are you talking about? Understanding? Yeah, I don't understand it either. That's the point. <laughs> right. <laughs> because if I tried to understand it, I'd be like, why do I feel this overwhelming peace right now? And I, there's death all around me. Yeah. And, you know, Psalm 91 talks about, though a thousand may fall to my side. And so we're seeing that. Thousands and hundreds. And, mm. and, and it's affecting believers, too. I'm not saying it's all just that. But I'm saying, yeah. like, we, we have to know that even though, yes, it could happen to me. It could be me. That even though that that's a possibility, um, it's still a piece that we have knowing who holds our life and controls our life, mm-hmm. you know, because um, we can't control it. If, if, if we learn anything in life is we can't control our life yeah. or even the lives of those we love. Even if we sat in our house in the corner in, in a bunker, it, things could still get to us. You yeah. know, um, we could still die or get sick or you know, something could happen, you know, whatever, a meteor could fall in our house. But <laughs> I mean, you just can't escape danger. And I think yeah. that's where fear comes in is, is fear. Fear is a natural thing. Fear is what protects us. Where that healthy fear turns into the unhealthy kind, um, where we begin to just fear everything. And that's when it becomes poisonous. Um, yeah. So there is fear is a healthy thing. Why do you think he talked about fear in scripture? Um, because he knew he told Mary, Mary, an angel appears to Mary, tell her she's having a baby. And she, he says, don't be afraid. Like he wanted to settle her heart, settle her spirit. Mm-hmm. So he's telling us right now, don't be afraid. Exactly. Uh, don't be scared. Be anxious for nothing. But uh, it's it's been it's been an interesting time. And but God is always good. Yeah. And that's not a cliche. I don't say that because, you know, that's what you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. He is good. He really he is. is. And yeah. he loves his children. He loves his creation. Um, he's always showing himself. He's worthy of our praise, even in the hardest times. He's worthy of our love and adoration. And so if we focus our, my word of the year's focus, I'm going to end with this. My word of the year's focus. And when I focus, when I, my focus goes away from him or when I gaze diverts, that's when I lose, like, that's when I get all, uh. So I keep my focus on him, the author, the perfecter of my faith. And that's where I'm like, everything else around me could be, blowing up and I'd be like, well, I got my eyes set yeah. and I stay there and I try to stay there at least and focus on him, focus on the goodness of God. And, and you'll see, you know, things will change and you won't even, it won't even feel like it, but it does. It really does change things. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Shara. Yeah. This was You're so welcome. great. I feel Thank encouraged just me. talking to you. So I hope that other me people. Too. <laughs> like we need to call each other. I know. <laughs> Why haven't we done this already? <laughs> I don't know. I'll be calling uh, you later when we get off this. Yeah. But I, I hope and I believe that other people um, that will hear this will be encouraged too because um, you definitely so. have a lot, of, a lot of truth and a lot of wisdom. So thank you so Good. much. Well, you know, we just, we're in this together, everyone, literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> we're all doing this. Every one of us. No one has to be. So uh, true. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate you. You're welcome. You.
Isn't she amazing? Y'all, I'm telling you, if you do not have a share of diet in your life, you need one right now. In fact, we're going to link how to connect with her on social media, so make sure you check that out. Go send her a friend request because she is awesome, and I promise you want her as your friend. In fact, we talked on the phone for like another hour after we stopped recording just to encourage each other. Um, That's just the type of person she is. She is the real deal. And hey, make sure y'all stay tuned. Check back with us. We're going to have many more episodes of amazing women just like Shara coming your way. So in the meantime, y'all stay encouraged, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.